0: A woman's sister reports her missing after she never returns to America, and she stops hearing from her. The odd thing is, is that the boyfriend of the missing woman did return. When asked where her sister was, the man claims they had split up and she had run off to Costa Rica with a guy she met in Panama. The sister did not buy this for even a moment, but when she received an email from her sister... She started to relax. This didn't last long though as she sent many emails after this and didn't receive anything back. Weeks pass and her sister still hasn't contacted her and still hasn't shown up in person back in America. Eventually, the woman's family head out internationally to Panama to the last known location of the missing woman to search the island themselves, but unfortunately, they come up with nothing. One day, years later, a Panamanian man discovers a bag in the thick jungle, and what he discovers inside gives the family and police what they need to solve the mystery and get justice. What happened in Panama? Well, come hang out with me while I talk true crime. Hello and welcome to Hell No, a true crime podcast with your host Lauren Lucio. Before I get into this week's case, I do have a small announcement. Um, the next few episodes you hear, they may be shorter than my regular episodes. And I'm not sure yet, but I might not be able to put out an episode every week again until uh, next month, around middle next month, mid-December. I am taking some bereavement time and traveling across the world to be with my family, so I just wanted to let you all know that uh, my episodes—they they may be shorter, or they may not even exist at all. Uh, I am really trying to get my shit together and do as much research and writing and recording and editing and scheduling as I can. Uh, but you know, each case it takes a lot of a lot of time. You need to research a lot. You need to get the facts right. So I don't want to jeopardize the quality of the show. Something tells me the next few episodes might not happen. But yeah, hopefully I can get something, something out to you. However, by the last week of December, I for sure will be back on regular scheduling. So thank you for your patience. Okay, let's talk about this week's case. Brian Brimager and Yvonne Baldelli met in southern Florida in 2009 after Yvonne had just become single. She had just had a divorce and she meets Brian. And Brian is tall and handsome and a Marine. And she liked what she saw. And he did too. They met, they had a love connection, they were attracted to each other, and they started dating. From what I read, Yvonne's sister thought that Yvonne might have been putting more into the relationship than Brian, emotionally wise, love wise. Um, she Yvonne seemed to be more um, attached in the relationship, and later we were we are going to find out that her sister was probably right with this assumption. Brian, like I said, he was a Marine. And Yvonne, she was working at Procter and Gamble in a management position until two thousand and eleven. When they both found themselves free of work commitments. 37 year old Brian, this is when he left the Marines and 42 year old Yvonne, she had been laid off. So this was quite,, uh, this was really strange. They both found themselves with no no jobs, no work commitments. They could do do what they wanted. So the couple came up with an amazing plan to move. To Panama. I don't know why a lot of Americans move to Panama. When I, I've traveled around America and I remember talking to so many people in America talking about Panama. I don't know. Uh Yvonne and Brian, they wanted a simpler life in a uh cost effective. Uh, environment and country. They wanted to sing and perform in bars, they wanted to drink, and they wanted to laugh the nights away. And they wanted to do it all with the ocean breeze on their face. So they were looking for this endless summer, fun, fancy, free lifestyle that they thought they could find in Panama. They ended up going for it. And when I say moving down to Panama, I this is the thing. I don't believe they had Long term plans to live down there forever, like to retire, like spend the next 40 years there. Because Brian, he leaves his truck at Yvonne's sister's house. If you're moving down there forever, you can drive or no, wait, you can't wait. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can drive from America to Panama. So I don't know. And he left, he, or sell it. And then you have lots of money for Panama, but he didn't. He leaves his truck at Yvonne's sister's house, which to me says you're kind of only like part-time moving somewhere if you have big things like that waiting for you. Uh, Also visa wise, I think they could only stay for three months at a time. So to me, it sounds like they were going, they were going to maybe try to live down there as long as possible, uh, figure it out maybe when it came to having to do a visa run or or something like this. So they weren't buying a house or anything. They were renting a place though. And Yvonne, she did bring her dog. Once in the Bocas del Toro region of Panama, the couple settled on an island called Caranero. And they began making friends with other Americans who lived there, other expats, some who owned bars and restaurants. So there was other Americans down there living the dream, owning businesses. And I I I mean, you own a business, you must be there full time. Brian and Yvonne, they absolutely love this lifestyle. And they could be found nightly at uh, an American-owned bar called Cosmic Crab right on the beach. Right on the beach, you've got a bar. Uh, Brian was even uh, Brian even played guitar and sang for customers in exchange for food and alcohol. So he had a deal with the owners of the bar, and he would play his guitar and he would sing and he would entertain and he would do this live show. And then after the show, he would get dinner and he would get free free booze. According to people who worked at the Cosmic Crab, uh, both Brian and Yvonne drank uh, a lot. That's We didn't get an exact amount, was just said that they drank a lot and they were always happy uh, and they were always having a good time. It seemed like they were just living up this carefree existence, playing guitar, singing, drinking, dancing, swimming, loving life. I know Yvonne wanted to sing as well, uh, but I'm not sure if she was performing at this bar, but she, I believe she did say she wanted to go to Panama, and she wanted to perform in bars and sing, and uh, I don't know if, I don't know if she was doing that, that down there, Brian for sure was. She did, however, bring her sewing machine with her, and she had planned on making and selling clothes and swimsuits to tourists uh, in order to make money and fund her life in Panama. Yvonne was in constant communication with her family back in America, and she had only good things to tell them about her new life in Panama with Brian, she was saying how happy they were, how happy she was, uh, how they were living their best life. Yvonne was telling her sister Michelle about her and Brian's mornings, how they run every day, and then they swim in the ocean to cool off after. Then at night, uh, Brian's working at the local bars playing music. It sounded like a dream come true. I do not know how people can drink. And then the next day, exercise. I can't if I drink, if I have even half a bottle of wine, two glasses of wine, I am out the next day. I don't know, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how they're how how you could get up and go for a run the next day after drinking all night. No way, no way. I can't do it. Brian and Yvonne, they had been in Panama about three months. Uh, and then the phone calls and the emails from Yvonne to Michelle really tapered off quickly, kind of abruptly stopped, really. On December 14th, Brian comes back to America. And upon his arrival, he texted Michelle and he asked her if he could come and pick up his truck. Because remember, he left his truck at Michelle's house, Yvonne's sister's house. And Michelle says, yeah, you can come get your truck. And um, she calls him, calls him immediately. She's like, wait, what the fuck is going on here? Wait a minute. So she calls Brian and there was no formalities. She got straight down to business and she said, where's my sister? And Brian asked her, well, I mean, hey, didn't you, didn't you, uh, didn't you get that email? She had not. She had not gotten an email. So she goes over to her computer, turns it on, looks in her email. And she's like, oh shit, she did have an email from Brian. He's never sent her an email before. She probably doesn't know the email address and, and she hadn't opened it. And um, so she opens it. And in that email, Brian had wrote to Michelle that Yvonne had left And Michelle's thinking, this is the first time you've ever emailed me. Why would you tell me this? Like, what is going on here? So Michelle then asked Brian on the phone, why? Why did Yvonne leave you? And he said because she found out he had been cheating. He had been having an affair and even had a baby with a woman in America uh, just a year after him and Yvonne had started dating and she didn't know about any of this. Michelle knew that Brian having an affair, I mean, that's going to hurt Yvonne, but what is going to absolutely kill Yvonne is the the baby that Brian had with another woman because Yvonne, she always wanted a baby, but she was unable to have children. And Michelle knew that her sister would have just been absolutely distraught after learning about this. This was kind of a sore spot for Yvonne and and Michelle knew this. Michelle starts looking through her emails and she discovers another unread email. But this one, this one is from her sister. This one's from Yvonne. And this one read, Quote, Hi sis, just an update. Brian and I are no longer together. I should have trusted my instincts that he is a lying, cheating asshole. I'm headed to Costa Rica with a man I met when we first got to Bocas. Unquote. Well, I mean, this does match what Brian is saying, but still, something doesn't sit right. Michelle wants Brian to go to police to fill out a missing persons report uh because you know she thinks it's it's very strange that she has only one email from her sister in weeks and that her sister just ran off with a strange man to Costa Rica so she wants to go she wants to file a missing persons report she thinks Brian should go do it because he was the last one to see Yvonne he he had this information Brian isn't so keen to do this and he wiggles out of the situation saying that he's sure Yvonne's fine and you know just to be sure he's going to contact her maybe through email just to make sure she's okay just before going to police he, he wants to make contact with her weirdly enough soon after that Michelle gets an email from her sister Reassuring the family that she's fine and will actually be home in January. The email went like this Quote, Miss you and everyone at home. I'm starting to get a little homesick. I'm working on plans to get home as early as the second week of January. I've been living with cliffhangers for a while. Love you, sis. Yvonne, unquote. By living with cliffhangers, I think that means rock climbers. I don't know. I'm not a rock climber, but I could imagine um, rock climbers being called cliffhangers. So this email did make Michelle want to hold off on filing a missing persons report because she thought everything must be fine. Right after this reassuring email was received, Brian sees Michelle in person to get his truck from her. Uh, that's kind of weird, no? I mean, Yvonne's been silent for a few weeks. Brian knows Michelle is getting worried. And then right before Brian has to see Michelle to get his truck from her, um, this email shows up and, you know, all of Michelle's fears are calmed down. I mean, that is a well-timed email. Almost, almost too well-timed. But guess what? In that email, Yvonne said, hey, I'm going to try to make it home for January. Well, beginning of January rolls around and there's still no Yvonne. January 6th, Michelle sends her sister uh, another email. This email reads, quote, I just want to make sure you weren't kidnapped or someone pretending to be you. Ha ha, there's my paranoid suspicious mind or maybe too many 48 hours, unquote. No, Michelle, not too many 48 hours because you, you hit the nail right on the head. Yvonne was supposed to be there for January because she knew they were having a big family gathering, a reunion, actually. But again, Yvonne doesn't show up. Now, Michelle really knows something is up for sure. You know, she her radar was up before she was thinking something's going on. But now she knows, and she decides to investigate. She wants to know if Yvonne's emails were actually sent from Costa Rica or not. She had no clue how to figure that out, but she knows her cousin can. She explains everything to her cousin and asks if he can help her, and he does. He knows how to uh, get IP address. He knows how to extract IP addresses from. Emails. And he concludes that the emails Yvonne sent claiming to be in Panama having a good time, those were actually sent from Panama. But the later emails claiming she was in Costa Rica, those were sent from America. And the email that Brian sent her was also sent from America. In fact, Yvonne's last emails and Brian's emails had the same IP address and location. And that location is where Brian was living. In California. That's right. That's right. It really looks like Brian is pretending to be Yvonne and sending those emails from her account to her sister. But what's going on here? Why does Brian need to pretend to be his his former ex-girlfriend, and write her family that she's run away. I mean, this is looking incredibly suspicious. P.S. I love how hard Michelle went on this. She did such a good job. She suspected foul play. She looked into it. She found someone who could help her. And she nailed it. She nailed it right out of the gate. Oh, really? Because look at these IP addresses. Like, she did such a good job. So, Michelle, she takes this information and she goes right to the FBI with it. There is no stopping her. Special Agent Andrew Masters hears all this and he also believes something sinister and illegal has happened. An investigation starts immediately. That's right. Michelle goes to the FBI with her evidence and the FBI says, we believe you and we're going to start an investigation right now. Yvonne's family isn't done investigating, though, just because the FBI are involved. Mm -mm. Lillian Faust, Yvonne's stepmother, calls up the embassy and she asks if uh, they can see on Yvonne's passport if she entered Costa Rica or if she had left Panama. The answer is what the family suspected all along. No, there was no evidence that... Yvonne ever left Panama nor entered Costa Rica. Her family fly down to Panama to find her. They search tirelessly until legally they have to leave the country because they have no more time on, on, on their visitor visa. They went to the island she was last seen on and they look and they search and they look again. They hand out flyers, they talk to locals, they talk to police, they have a news conference. They did everything they could, including trudging through terrifying swampland filled with snakes and spiders. And I am here to say, swampland in tropical places is very scary, not a place you want to find yourself. And Yvonne's family and friends braved it. Braved it. They trudged through it for so long in hopes to find clues that could lead them to what happened to Yvonne or whatever. They were looking for anything related to Yvonne or even Yvonne herself. But unfortunately, they found nothing. I mean, they found some stuff like passports and bags and and stuff like this, but none of it had anything to do with what they were looking for. While in Panama, Yvonne's father Jim and his wife Lillian, they talked to a man named Don Winner. Don Winner, he's no ordinary guy. He's an investigator and he helped catch three, three, one, two, three serial killers. I mean, that is certainly nothing to scoff at. Don was now on this case as well. From talking to people who lived on the island, Yvonne's family finds out that Brian was not the happy-go-lucky guy they had thought he was. Some people on the island were actually scared of him. Allegedly, he had a pretty bad temper and was seen being abusive verbally and physically towards Yvonne. One night, the couple had gotten to a really heated argument and Brian gave Yvonne a huge black eye. She documented this by photographing herself on her computer, which later police find. And they can see that two weeks before her disappearance, she had taken this picture of herself on her computer with this black eye. She did her best to try to cover up this black eye when she went out in public when she had it and she would wear these big dark sunglasses but people reported seeing it. It was looking very clear to everyone that Brian had done something sinister here. They just had to prove it and they just had to find Yvonne. The FBI, they go to talk to Brian where he is living in California with his fiancé and baby, okay? But more on that later because, yeah, he gets engaged very quickly, very quickly when he gets home from Panama. Very suspiciously quickly. And also, yes, he really did have a baby with another woman in 2010 when he was dating, Yvonne and he kept it hidden from her so the FBI they go to question Brian and Brian he tells them look um you know Yvonne she got mad because I cheated she found out she found out I had this baby uh she she discovered my lies when she went through my emails And she got mad and she ran away. And if you don't believe me, she left me a note. The note allegedly read, quote, going to Costa Rica with a man I have been talking to. Fuck you, asshole, unquote. Then Special Agent Masters drops a bomb on Brian. He says, hmm, well, we looked at the IP addresses of the emails last sent from Yvonne's email to her sister and um guess what guess what buddy it's coming from right here you guys have the same IP address and Brian pretends he has no idea what all this means and he says well maybe somebody hacked her email but it wasn't me Mm mm-hmm So the agent lays it out for him, and he tells him that whoever sent those emails, pretending to be Yvonne, sent them from right here, Brian. Okay, right here. Yeah, that's right, from your house. And guess what? I can literally see Yvonne's laptop behind you right now. Okay, he didn't say that, but he actually could see the laptop. And he knew it was hers. Uh, somehow <laughs> I don't know how he knew it was hers but he knew it was hers whether it was from the reports or from pictures or whatever he knew that that was her laptop and he could see it and you know he would have immediately known that Brian was lying right to his face I mean you have her laptop if her you know if she's always logged into her email if she doesn't have to put her password in all the time that anyone could jump on that computer and and send an email and they were together a lot they were living in the same room in Panama they would if if her laptop was password protected he he definitely would have known that so yeah that's right Brian had her laptop in his apartment out in the open while being questioned by the FBI <laughs> I mean the FBI they didn't collect the laptop at that time and Brian also wasn't arrested yet this was just kind of sussing out the situation and questioning Brian. I believe it was about four hours, the FBI were there talking to Brian. So it was just kind of doing doing the, laying the brickwork, okay? So the laptop stayed there. Brian didn't get arrested. Special Agent Masters, he heads down to Panama as well now. He wants to check out the island that the couple was last living on and talk to the locals about maybe things they had seen, and he hears exactly what Yvonne's family had that Brian was abusive, and he even hears from witnesses about how violent Brian would get towards Yvonne physically, even you know, even Brian had choked her and he had drugged her around, and he was doing all of this as well as hitting her. Special agent masters, he gathers all this information, like their little puzzle pieces. And eventually he builds this picture. And this picture shows him that on the night of November 26, the couple had a massive blow up. This is possibly the night Yvonne discovered the emails on Brian's computer that he had another girlfriend and a baby. The next morning, Brian had used a search engine to search for solutions about how to remove blood from a mattress. (sighs) Um, Okay, how much blood? I don't know. But I feel like this is going to be more sinister than cleaning a little bit of blood off a mattress, like say from a split lip or something. I feel like we're dealing with more than a drop of blood here you want to know what else the fbi find and this is crazy to me that they find this i i was really impressed when i read this the fbi discovered surveillance footage of brian in costa rica using yvonne's bank card at an atm to take money out and I mean, obviously they're going to believe that Brian did this in order to make it look like, according to bank statements, she was in Costa Rica pulling out money and living in Costa Rica because then he goes and tells everyone that's where she ran away to. I mean, wow, that is so crazy to me that they found that footage and I bet Brian was not expecting them to come up with that. He never told anyone he even went to Costa Rica He said that Yvonne went to Costa Rica, not him. And the FBI, they could see this money withdrawn and they decide to go to check that ATM. And miraculously, the bank still had footage from whoever made the withdrawal. And when they got that footage, lo and behold, guess who they saw? Brian. While the FBI are doing this, What is the infamous Don Winner doing? Well, he found something that made my jaw drop, okay? He somehow discovered that Brian had brought a machete to Panama when he moved there. Brian then traded the machete to someone on the island before he left. That someone then posted it for sale online, where Brian then left a chilling comment. The comment that Brian left under the machete reads this. Quote, yeah, that used to be mine. I brought it down with me when I came down from the States. I've only used it to chop up one stripper. Unquote. What the fuck what what I mean that is a really fucked up thing to write and also Brian your girlfriend who you went to Panama with is missing you were the last person to see her and you have an island of people saying it was an abusive relationship and and they're scared of you and then you write that What I don't know, I did see some messages that Brian was writing to his friends, just like everyday chit chat with his friends, and I'm not even gonna repeat them on here because, uh, I I don't even know how to go about it. Uh, but he seemed very immature. and very just like bro language like yo bro down here free ball chilling you know like stuff like that I'm not even gonna get into it um even some words that I can't even can't even repeat um he throws in just casually with his friends so the fact that he wrote that I don't know it seems pretty on brand for him um but later you're gonna find out why that is even just so fucked up that he wrote that so chilling so haunting The FBI, they jump in and they actually find the person who bought the machete from the guy selling it, who Brian gave it to. So Brian gives it to a guy. This guy sells it. Somebody buys it. The FBI find the guy who buy it and they get it. It's now in their possession. And initially no blood was found on it, but we're going to come back to this because I don't think they did a very thorough job swabbing it uh, or looking for blood at first we'll come back to that the emails and the IP address are still the strongest evidence the FBI have along with you know they had some other pretty strong evidence but that IP address that was very very strong and so by 2013 the FBI they can finally arrest Brian they had been building this case they can finally go for it and arrest him they arrested him and it felt good The FBI was, they, they, this felt right to them. They were like, yeah, we got the right guy. We know it. Now we just have to get that conviction. They were confident that Brian had murdered Yvonne, but without a body, it was almost impossible to charge Brian with murder. But they did have 13 felonies against him for covering up Yvonne's death. I think they, I don't, I can't, I didn't get a list of all of the felonies, but I believe it was like falsifying documents or lying to agents. It was tons of stuff like this. And I didn't know that that could be done had a death not been proven, but the FBI were doing it. So, yeah, a lot of these charges were about him covering up the death, but they hadn't even proved a death. So I was like, this is, that was going to be a very interesting trial. I mean, to be honest, it seems a bit weak sauce for the FBI, but they must have knew what they were doing. Fortunately, fortunately, their case gets a lot stronger because you are never going to believe what happens next. A man in Panama on the island Brian and Yvonne lived on, he was making a pathway, and he was doing this almost two years later, two years after the disappearance While Brian has just been arrested, this man in Panama, he is whacking through the thick tropical jungle when he comes across a bag. A bag in the middle of the extremely rough terrain jungle in Panama. How the hell did it get there? And what was in it? This is a duffel bag, rather large duffel bag in a place where it should not be it had no business being there and he didn't even know how it got there he had to look he had to look inside so the man opens up the bag and he sees skeletal human remains The local man is understandably shooketh, and he calls police. The FBI get these remains, and through DNA testing, they can prove the remains are that of Yvonne Baldelli. Now this has been discovered, not only can the FBI know for sure Yvonne has been murdered, but they can piece together how. Although many remains were in the bag, it did not make up an entire skeleton, and where the other pieces were... That was never discovered. With the evidence they have, it is clear she was dismembered with a large, sharp, powerful object, such as a machete. They can also somehow make an educated guess that her demise was originally caused by being stabbed in the back twice, possibly with a machete. How is that for timing? So many people search for so long, and two years later, right as Brian's case is going through court like he gets arrested all you know it's it's kind of a critical time and I gotta say the FBI's case was there but it was kind of weak and then all of a sudden the most important evidence is discovered the chances of that evidence being discovered at that time blows my mind it could have been discovered 10 years later it could have been discovered Never. It could have been discovered five years later. But, it, you know, it, it came to light at a very crucial moment. And that was, um, yeah, that blew me away. The bag had been found in the jungle very close to where Yvonne's friends and family were searching for anything. For clues, for Yvonne, for her passport, for her bag, for anything. That bag was there. That's how thick that jungle is. They were so close to it, and yet nobody saw it. it. It was it was just too hard to find. If that man wouldn't have been clearing that path, never would have been found. Although Brian was arrested in America by the FBI, from what I gather, Panama wanted to have the trial there because I mean obviously that's where the crime happened eventually though the FBI they did get Panama to agree to have the trial in America to have um to have Brian be prosecuted on American soil Michelle worked so hard to find her sister and also to get answers and justice which is why the last thing she did was a deposition giving evidence against Brian. And when I say it was the last thing she did, I mean it. This gets even more tragic. Unfortunately, Michelle had been diagnosed with cancer, and things took a terrible turn very quickly for her. The FBI ordered an emergency deposition, and Michelle went in front of a camera, in front of Brian, and gave her deposition after... She was taken off the stand and she was able to lay down. She fell asleep and she never woke up. They said, hey, you did a great job doing that deposition. And then she fell asleep and she, yeah, she never woke up. And a few days later, she passed away. I mean, it was literally the last thing she did was uh, fighting for justice for her sister. Okay, let's let's get to the trial. Let's talk about the trial. So in 2016, the trial was unfolding in America, and now the charge was murder. Brian pled not guilty, but boy did the prosecution have a surprise for him. I have no idea how his defense did not know this, but the machete that was tested for Yvonne's blood was tested again. This time... The handle removed. Under the handle was, in fact, her blood. The prosecution not only have a body, but they also have a murder weapon. A murder weapon to which belonged to Brian and one that he got rid of, then made a public comment online about literally it being his and chopping up a human being with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess even if he had a good defense team, good luck. Brian then pled guilty to second-degree murder and confessed everything in a 14-page plea agreement. Now, I don't have the full 14-page plea agreement, but I do know he wrote... In this about how he killed Yvonne, how he used a machete to chop her up, how he hid her remains, how he got rid of a bloody mattress, and uh, a quick trigger warning here as it has to do with her dog. Because remember she had a dog, a cute little King Charles Cavalier. I won't go into detail, but I will say he also killed her dog this fucking monster killed her dog and then disposed of her dog. He knew. He knew he had to because nobody would ever believe that she left her dog behind. Nobody would believe. That's how much she loved this dog. He also confesses to using Yvonne's bank card in Costa Rica with the intention of throwing off her family and also pretending to be her in those emails to her sister to cover up the fact he killed her. I believe he also sent emails pretending to be her to the guy they rented the apartment from, saying, oh, I've left to go to Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Basically the same thing. Brian was then sentenced to 26 years in prison, which means he could be released in 2037. There is one thing I want to circle back to because I never fully explained it or went into detail or talked about it, and that is Brian's other girlfriend. I did say that he had been cheating on Yvonne um, when, they, you know, they got together in 2009, and in 2010, he had a baby with another woman. Yvonne nor the other woman knew about each other okay in 2011 right after Yvonne had gone missing and Brian came back to America days later okay days later he proposed to this secret girlfriend he had a baby with her name's Kristen by the way okay so he proposes to Kristen he brutally murdered Yvonne covers up the murder comes home and proposes to Kristen And then they get married very quickly after. I think it was weeks he proposed. A couple weeks go by. Boom, they're married. There's wedding photos. You can see them smiling, being happy. Brian acts like nothing happened. He steps into the role of father and husband. Uh, When Brian is exposed for being in Panama with Yvonne, it uh, was apparently the first time Kristen had heard anything about Brian being with another woman, but also being with another woman in Panama because he told her he was going to Panama to decompress after he left the Marines. It sounded like she thought he was going there alone, okay? What shocked most people is that allegedly Kristen stood by Brian even after he confessed to brutally murdering Yvonne and chopping up her and her dog and hiding the remains. And then cleaning up a crime scene and covering everything up. So what do investigators think the motive was? Why do they think Brian did that horrific thing? Well, they believe that Yvonne did find out about Kristen and his baby. And this led to a fight. A fight that got out of control. And perhaps Brian thought it was easier to murder Yvonne at this point as maybe he thought she was going to expose his double life to Kristen he then went to extreme lengths to cover up the murder to try to get away with it and some people believe Brian should have gotten more than 26 years in prison when U.S. District Judge Jeffrey Miller was asked why he didn't give Brian the maximum sentencing he simply said this Quote, no matter how heinous the crime, this is a man who has served his country for seven years, going on numerous tours, including Iraq, Fallujah, where he fought for his country. You also have to look at the nature of their relationship. It was a stormy, tumultuous relationship marked by mutual domestic violence. It was dysfunctional, fueled by excessive consumption of drugs and alcohol, unquote. Um, I, uh, I I don't even know where to start with that. I thought it was wildly inappropriate for him to say that. How does he think Yvonne's family's gonna, gonna feel when they hear that? I mean, don't love those words from the judge. Really don't. I don't like it. I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to let you make your own opinion about that. Uh, I'm not going to go into it. Just saying don't love it. Mm-mm. So Yvonne's family having received her remains because they were fortunate enough to um, get get her back uh, and they were able to lay her to rest and they did so at sea. So I'd imagine this was a maybe an ashes scattering ceremony Yvonne did love the sea, and now she is forever part of it. That concludes this week's episode. I really hope I can get some episodes out. We'll see how we go. But if I don't, um, thank you for your patience. If I do, they might be shorter than my uh, regular episodes that I put out. They might maybe 25 minutes, a half an hour little minis I guess um, and then by the last week of December or the second last week of December I should be back as normal and everything should be running smoothly and then in January we go into season three we go into the third year third year of the podcast uh, thanks for listening Okay, so yes, I have to pack my bags and prepare to fly across the world. And guess what? I fucking hate flying. So, wish me luck. Okay. Also, if you f- haven't found Hell No on TikTok, please feel free to do that. I would love to see you there. Uh, I do usually post once a week. Same with Instagram, and both are at both. You can search Hell No underscore a true crime podcast on Instagram or TikTok. If you have a second uh, right now, please, please, please rate the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really means a lot to me. It will show my podcast to other people. It is free and it helps me out so, so much. Okay. Thanks for listening and hopefully see you next week, the week after that and the week after that. And then I'll for sure probably see you the week after that. (laughs) So bye-bye, see you next week, hopefully.